Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I feel like he's not finished yet. If you will turn with me to Genesis chapter 2, I'm going to read a couple verses. I feel like God is... He's already done some things in this service already in people's lives, and I believe, but I mean, he's not finished yet. I don't think he wants to do some more. Today, if you turn with me, Genesis 2 and 16. The Bible says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Verse 17 says, But, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou shalt thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. If you will, join me today in prayer today. Lord, I ask you to touch us and anoint us today, Lord Jesus. I ask you, Lord Jesus, I thank you for what you've already done in the midst of this service, Lord. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, to touch us, Lord Jesus. Touch the remainder part of this service, Lord. I ask you to touch me as a speaker today, Lord Jesus. Touch this congregation to, to receive the word, Lord Jesus, and allow us to apply it to our lives, Lord. Lord, I ask you to touch us and anoint us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to talk to us for a few minutes about the power of choice. Brother Chris talked about the power of the Holy Ghost the first part of the service, and I'm going to tag on to that today, is the power of choice. In the Garden of Eden, they contained many trees. You know, the garden was beautiful. It, was, it had many trees in the garden, but only two trees, the Bible says, had special significance. The tree of life, which was there to provide opportunity for Adam and Eve to live forever, and the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil which is the tree I want to talk about today for just a few minutes, which gave them an opportunity to exercise their freedom of choice. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, the human race was built with man and male and female were made in the image of God. And being made in that image of God, we're different from every other animal. We gave, he gave us a choice. And today, that's what I want to talk about is that choice we gave. The tree, of, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was put in that garden for one reason. And that is to give them an opportunity for, to, to exercise their, their spirit, their significant, their choice in their life, their freedom of choice that God gave them. God, their, their God put in a tree of opportunity in the midst of the garden to make a choice, right or, right or wrong. They had, they had the choice in their life for, to do right, just like we do today. We have a choice every morning when we get up and our feet hit the floor. We have, the right, we have a choice to do right or we do wrong. Do we have a choice to go this direction or that direction? Friday night, we was with Sister Jenna's graduation, and, and every time when you, send it, you go to a graduation, you hear people. You hear people, or get the speakers get up and they talk about the opportunities of choices these young people have. And there's so much truth to that. 
throughout our life from, from a very infinite stage all the way up, we make our lives are, are filled with choices. But at certain times in our life when we make certain choices, it, it affects our future. And the choices is the most important part of our life. Same with us in everyday lives. We, we're constantly making choices. This option was necessary. This option was necessary, gave to Adam and Eve for the necessary, I'm going to get my tongue somewhere, necessary for to the relationships of being meaningful, the relationship with God being meaningful. God loved them, and he wanted them to love him also. He loved them, but he wanted that love to mean something. And maybe having that choice to love. But loving is meaningful only when it is a choice. When we choose to love. When we choose that relationship. We choose this decision in our life. We find ourselves being meaningful love. And every relationship is meaningful when we choose that. We're not made to do something. And every life of choices is an important part of our life. Genesis chapter 3, just a couple verses later, in verse, Genesis 3 and 6, and it says, And when the women saw that the tree, the woman saw the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave it also to her husband, and he did eat. Have you ever noticed how some wrong decisions had the tendency to look enticing. You know, the Bible says here, she says, when she saw that it looked good, when she saw that it was enticed her, I don't think it was an old shriveled up apple or a shriveled up something on the tree. I think it was a beautiful, the most beautiful fruit, most thing. And that's just how some wrong decisions in our life or some things in our life, some temptations in our life, they're enticing to look upon. They have a drawing to please the flesh in our side. Every decision we make, every choice we make, there's one way or one, we had a crossroads and every decision we make, sometimes the, the way that looks the best, sometimes it's not the best. We need, to, we need to look out the whole situation. But we find them, find her looking at it and be enticed to, to, to receive the fruit. Genesis 3 and 7 says, and the, and the, at the point after they ate the fruit, the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. You know, when, when we make them wrong decisions, sometimes we have that tendency to, to cover up or to hide. And that's why here, when, you know, when we make that choice, bad choices a lot of times come with, we got to do something to cover that up. We got to do something to hide that bad choice. By one choice made on a cool afternoon in the garden, it affected not just them two people that was in the garden. It affected the whole human race. So sometimes when we make decisions, as parents, and I've said this many times to parents, as parents, you know, we make decisions that affect our kids. But me and me and Sister Cricket, we've done a lot of stuff in ministry through our married life. And, and me and her, a lot of times we've talked about this. Things that we did not just affect us and don't just affect our child. It affected the people that we was in ministry over. Our choices matters. Choices has, are powerful. 
the choices I make in my day life, I don't know who all it will affect. The people on my job, the people I have just, the people I see in the Jiffy store every morning. When they hear of a choice I've made, they call on, they, 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 they look at that and, and they, they assume my relationship with God and they, they, they assume that's how God's relationship works. Sometimes by the choices that we make. By one choice that was made. Paul explained it carefully in Romans 5 and 12. He says, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. The consequence of sin upon humanity, humanity was a universal death. And I know Brother Boyd, I, didn't, I was supposed to preach that, teach that first Sunday, but I had something else going on that Sunday morning. But, uh, but I was supposed to preach that medicine that Sunday morning, and he talked about the universal death. And that universal death is not just a physical death. We're all going to die. But when we have that, them, them choices in our life, when we make them bad decisions in our life, it's a universal separation from the flesh, our flesh and God. And that's what happens is when we have that separation. And that's what happened in the Garden of Eden. When that one man sinned, there was a separation between us, our human race, and God forever. And Jesus came to the earth to, to reserve that, to reclaim that relationship. But also, but today I just wanted to say, but relationship, I mean, choices have major impact in our life. The power of a choice. We all make choices in our lives every day. Some, some knowingly and some unknowingly. There's some choices we make by just getting up, getting up out of the bed. Which direction we go. What we do in the mornings. We make choices. What we, we eat for dinner. What we wear to work. And even heavier ones like who to be friends with or whether to change a job. There's truth that we must be all embrace. Everyone has the power of choice. It is a critical part of our self-development. And each, one, each and every one has a choice that, makes, that, that we make that shapes out your experience. And it brings to you where you are in life. Every morning, every one of us sitting here today made a choice to be here. You got up this morning, you fixed your hair, you got dressed in intentions to be here. You made several choices just this morning to make it to this service. You're in the driver's seat of your life. Every day you have choices and you can pursue different options for yourself. This morning we went through town to grab us a, my wife an unsweet tea. And so when we was in town getting her unsweet tea, I saw people hooked to their bass boats. They had made decisions not to come to church. They had made decisions that it was more important to go fishing today. They had made decisions that, that other things was more important. But you see a few people, you see a few people that was going through the line that had church clothes on. There was a few people that was going through the lines that, that you knew that had made that decision just like we have to be in church. It's part of that decision making on what direction you're going in life. It is in, the, in the powerful book, Man's Search for Meaning, written by a Holocaust survivor and psychiatrist, Victor, Victor Franks. He says, everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of the human freedoms to choose is one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. 
Even when life deals us horrible, a horrible hand, every human being has the freedom to change at an instant. Especially, we always retain the power of choice. This critical life lesson is an important reminder that you have the control of what you do next. Sometimes life throws us curveballs that we don't understand. But we have that opportunity to how we're going to react to that. We have the opportunity to we make that choice of how we're going to what we're going to do next. In times of my life, I've made some bad choices. Just like probably many people in here. But we have the opportunity, we have the ability to make the next choice and make and change that situation. Even the deepest, darkest moments of your life, you can still choose on how to look at those situations and how you're going to respond. So there's many throughout the Bible, we can throughout the from the front cover of this Bible to the very back cover of this Bible, we can see where people of examples of people making decisions. Some good decisions, some bad decisions. And Daniel 3 is three young men that have made a decision. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In verse Daniel 3 and 16 says, And answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee. When he was asked to bow to him, and when he was asked what they were going to do, that he says, We're not careful to answer to thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But verse 18 says, here's where I know they've had their mind made up. He says, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will serve thy God. Our worship the golden, and we will not nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. They had made their choice already before they stood at the fiery furnace's door. They had made up a choice in their life that they was not gonna bow. And today in our life, you know, we have to be like these three young men. We're gonna have to make some choices in our life that we cannot, we're not gonna bow. There's some choices we make on the, on, on the spot, but there's some choices we gotta have settled in our hearts. We gotta, it don't matter what the cost, we're gonna do this. We're not going back. When we stand at the heat, in the heat of the moment, we have to have it settled in our heart that we're not going to make the right choice. And we have to have that decided before we get to that moment. There's some things we're going to have to be have settled in our hearts. Some things that's grounded. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to bow. And we have to have that in our life because if we, because the, there's times in our life we don't have time to think about the, the consequences. There's some times in our life we don't have time to, to weigh out the, which way to need to go. We already got to have that settled. We got to have that grounded in our life. We go through life, you know, throughout the, through, I said the Bible talks about several examples. The next one I want to talk about is Samson. Samson made many bad choices, we all know. We know the story of Samson in his life. He made some, that major, had some major effects of his life. You know, we look at Samson, he, you know, he, he did some great things for God. He was, before he was even born, he was called to be used by God. And as he, and as he, as he, as he grew up, he made decisions to do right for God. And then he allowed his flesh, like some of us, he allowed his flesh to make, let him make bad decisions. And one of his bad decisions, we find him several bad decisions where he wound up in a place. Samson could not have lived out the rest of his life in captivity, but he was not willing to just stand by and wallow in what it could have been. 
In Judges 16 and 27, we find Samson being, being a sport, being used, he was this mighty man of God, was blinded, had lost everything, his freedom is everything, and he was just being a sport. But Samson made a choice. In his life, he could just stand by and just say, well, this is how it is. I made a bad choice in my life. And I'm just going to have to live with the rest of my life. And I'm just going to have this, just going to be my, my, my way of life. I'm not, nothing going to change. But Samson wasn't willing to sit by. He wasn't, he wasn't willing to just say, well, this is it. But he was called to de- deliver his people from the hands of the Philistines. And that's what he did. He says in, in verse Back up to verse 27, he says, Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me. I pray thee, strengthen me. I pray thee one, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged for the Philistines for my eyes. And the Bible says, to skip down a few verses, and he said he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords of all the people, and therein. And so, so the dead which he slew with his death were more than he slew with his entire life. And Samson was, was at all costs willing to do whatever it took to take back what the enemy had took from him and fulfill his, his calling to do. Here Samson, he made a decision. Here he was in a bad place, a dark time in his life because of bad decisions he had made. And sometimes we find ourselves, we find ourselves just like that. But let me tell you something today. God knew right where Samson was at. When he called on Samson, he didn't have to beg and ask for all this and he didn't have to pray and fast for 14 days. He just said that simple prayer. God, anoint me one more time. God, you know where I'm at. And God anointed him one more time and answered his prayer and he did what he was called to do. Just deliver his people out. He, even after making so many bad decisions, Samson still had the ability to make the right choice at the right time. So today, if, you're, if you have made some bad choices, you also have the ability to change your mind, change your direction, change the direction you're going this morning by making the right decision. And so in life, you know, we find ourselves making decisions every day some, of it, some decisions we make changes things. The decisions we make in life, the choices in our life is what, what sets our life in, what, in the in direction we're going, good or bad. And I'm going to share a, 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 a story out of history. I've shared it before in a different message, but I just want to share this today. In, in 1519, the Spanish explorer, Hernando Cortez decided that he wanted to seize the treasures of the Aztecs that had, that had been hoarding. He took 500 soldiers and 100 sailors and landed his 11 ships on the shores of the Yucatan. Despite the large army under his command, he was still vastly outnumbered by the huge, powerful empire, empire that had been around for over 600 years. Some of the men was unconvinced of his success, so they tried to seize some of the ships to escape. Cortez got wind of the plot and captured the ringleaders. He wanted to make sure that, that the remainder of the men were completely committed to his mission and quest for riches. So he did something that seemed completely insane to his own people. 
Cortez gave the order to burn their own ships on the beach. His men resisted, wondering how they would even get home. And his answer was, if we're going home, we're going home on their ships. The path forward was clear for Cortez, all or nothing, 100% commitment. The option of failure was gone, conquer or he, as heroes or die. Retreat is easy when you let yourself have that option. So when you have that choice in our life, you know, that we have that choice. Choices make a direction of our future. And sometimes in our life, you know, there's some choices in our life just like this here. I shared this story for one reason. Because there is some choices in our life that we have to, to eliminate. Take them out. If we're going to stay true to God, we're going to have to eliminate some of these choices. And, and just like this, this, this commander here, he, it was kind of pretty drastic what he was fitting to do. He just said, burn our ships. There's no way to get home but by their ships. We got to win this battle to get home to see your families. So, so sometimes in our life, we got to do some drastic things. Sometimes in our life, you know, you say this, 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 I may have to have separate my life from this. Take this choice or this opportunity out of my life. It may not be nothing wrong with it. It may not be a sin or something in our life, but it may carry me down a road. And so sometimes choices, we have to take them choices out of our life and remove them, the power of choice. When you have no other choices, your direction forward is completely clear. When you have less, when you kind of take down the forks in the road, when you take out the forks in the road, some of the, the, the path becomes more clear. When you completely choose Jesus his, his, and his will for your life, your path forward is completely clear. As I begin to start to close, I'm not going to be closing yet, but if some of the musicians wants to start this way. Brother Chris was preaching this morning about in Acts 2, and, and I didn't even look over it. I, I had an opportunity. I could have looked over his, the notes he started out with, but I didn't this morning from the lesson, but I just, but when he started talking about Acts 2 and about a situation, when he said there was 500 disciples in the beginning and only 120 wound up at the day of Pentecost, there was some choices made. Acts, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, and I'm not going to preach on this very long because Brother Chris done an awesome job on preaching on Acts 2. But I just want to connect this tonight, today, because I feel like when he started this, this is where I wanted to close my message, and I feel like that was just confirmation. Acts 2 and 37 says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. And Brother Chris talked about that. And he said, And Peter has said unto the rest of them, and the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to skip down to verse 41. The Bible says, and they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. I've read this verse, I've read this verse many times, but in my studies yesterday, I read this verse. And this first part of this phrase, the Bible says, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. They were the ones that chose to receive the word. They were, being they, this phrase is in here, I don't think it was in here by just happenstance. This phrase was in here that they were some that turned their backs and walked away. There were some that didn't receive this. Is it possible that some walked away even that had heard the same message that the 3,000 that received the Holy Ghost heard? 
There were some of them walked away. Some of them didn't allow that message to change. The power of choice. People, every service makes, makes a choice to walk out after hearing the word preached unchanged. After we heard the message this morning, we had that opportunity. What we felt in the end of that message, we have that opportunity to what we're going to do with it. At the end of every message we hear preached, we make a choice what to do with it. We can, we can receive it or we can get up and walk out them back doors and not allow it, just let it go through the wind. Every message we hear, we can allow God's words to change us or walk out unchanged. There's an old sign that I used to be beside the road. I used to see it and it has so much powerful meaning and it was just six words. It says heaven or hell, question mark. And underneath it, it said, you determine it. We determine that with choices. It is just that simple. It is your choice. Today, what we do with our salvation, there's an eternity. There's an eternity. And we're going to make the choice which direction we go. As we begin to, as you stand today, I ask us today, there's power in choice. Brother Chris preached about the power of the Holy Ghost and how it can change your life. But it all comes down is you gotta have you gotta take that choice. It's your choice. That promise isn't to every one of us. It's not just to a few. That promise God gave it was to every single one of us that ever drawed a breath. But we've got to make the choice what we're gonna do. Are we gonna receive that? Or are we just going to turn our backs on it? There were many men and women standing on the outside of Noah's ark that made the decision. They made the choice. They were on the outside because they chose to be on the outside. Noah had preached for many, many years for them to be on the inside with him. But they made the choice. And today we're going to be standing one day on a judgment day. And it's not going to be, well, oh, so and so. It's going to be the choices I made. It's going to be the choices that I made today. It's going to be the choices you make today. Today as I open this altar, as they begin to sing, I'm asking you, there's power in choice. There's power in the chosen, in in the road you choose today. What you do with these messages, what you do with this so every sermon that you hear preached is in your hands today. As they begin to sing. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.